Hi there. Welcome to listeners from across the globe. My name is Allison Nune, and this is Best Damn Reality, a new podcast intending to help bridge the spiritual and material worlds. Each week, I invite you to join me and to suspend all preconceived notions, to open your minds and your hearts to seeing everything from a much faster perspective. Should you be enticed enough, please also consider visiting me on my YouTube channel and on my business Facebook page, both under the name Allison Nune. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy the journey. Episode 13.3. Today's date, Sunday, October 25th, 2020, in Sarasota, Florida. Clearly, based on the numbering of this episode, this is another, what I'm simply referring to as an interim episode between 13 and 14. Um, much like with the rest of the podcast, while I have a plan, I have a schedule, I'm also always open with any of my plans and schedules to, to a great extent to adjust them when need be. I have very much needed to take a pause before really taking this next step as I prepare in episode, beginning with episode 14, to really attempt to explain with words what this project that I've called Ripple 2020 is. And because I know that words are not able to even come close to being able to depict the magnitude of what it represents, what it's intended to represent, because I know that a huge part of the project is the asking of people to trust, to make a minor little decision in contributing a single dollar and passing the word and to trust and to watch what happens to see that what I say I'm going to do with all of the dollars and to see what those dollars do with the people that are going to be receiving them, you've got to give it time to see. So a huge part of it, you're not, you won't be able to fully comprehend or even attempt to see whether or not it was a success, whether or not it was worthy of your dollar until some time passes. It's not instant gratification. It's not an instant thing that you're, you know, it requires something that in my experience, especially in recent decades, is a very hard thing for people to do. One, to actually trust. Two, to give something time. And so as I prepare... And I know that I have to reveal this project. I have to keep going. 
as I've alluded to at least once, I think a couple of times, and I hate delineating like this, but they're sort of what I refer to as my soul and the higher version of myself, and then the ego version. You know, what people, who people know as Allison Nune, and then this higher expanded version of Allison, if you will, who I've remembered myself to be well beyond the character of Allison. And I am both of those things simultaneously. But 99.9% of the humans in my life only know me through their own filter and see me as Allison is written in sort of their version of me. One person, maybe, maybe up to three, really have I felt receive me, see me, feel me, experience me as this version of myself that is well beyond Allison. That version of myself that is all of us. My spirit self versus the ego self. And my spirit side, my soul, came here in this life to learn and expand in very specific ways. And for that reason, and without going into what I feel those specifics are, because clearly they're very personal to me, without going into the specifics, I can just generally say that for that mission, if you will, for my soul's mission, I have to have the courage to reveal this project in its entirety, despite knowing and feeling that at this moment still, in late October 2020, certainly within my own network, it is still something that is not going to be received even at a fraction of what I'm intending. But I also know that there is an audience, there is a group of beings in form across the planet that are ready to receive it in the way that I'm putting it out there. They are ready to act and be in this world with very different foundational energies, truly understanding that genuinely helping our neighbors to thrive helps us. And that hits one of the main goals of Ripple 2020 is to help and bring some resources to people for one reason or another who don't and haven't yet had the opportunity to thrive with what they, what they love doing, whether it's artistic endeavors, whether it's, it, you know, there's a whole variety of reasons. And at the top of that list is myself. I am not yet out in the area of work doing what I yearn to be doing. Okay, and selfishly, this serves that. But for me, to help others makes my heart sore. So it's, 
it's this beautiful win-win because to be a conduit of such a vast idea and to be able to try to weave it together in a way that's not just this one-off. It's not just a recipient, you know, receiving all of these dollars from 4 million people and then distributing it out. It isn't, it isn't just intended to be this one moment in time sort of thing. Again, the nature of the name, Ripple, it's intended to have and to, to affect as much positivity as possible. And it's, you know, it's just a big step. It's a big step. And I also, like all of us, we're sort of sitting in limbo in some way as we look at the world and we wait and we're, and I, I don't like that this is the case. I haven't liked that this has been the case since March, that to such a large degree, forces outside of us have stopped living, you know, like have, have forced us to stop engaging and living out in the world. In fact, I made a huge decision as it pertains to two events for which I was scheduled in December. I saw pictures from an Ironman event. Ironman was finally able to have its first race in North America, to the best of my knowledge, in 2020, out in Arizona uh, two weekends ago. Oh, crap, it was just last weekend, last weekend. And I saw pictures on, in, you know, I read an online article and saw some pictures, and I just can't do it. I realized, you know, I saw the masks and the shields and six feet rule and and they're outside. And I recognize that this puts me still in a vast minority. Most people don't want to go anywhere unless all of those things are required. But I'm kind of the opposite. And, And I don't care how and what assumptions and judgments people make, but I can't do it. I cannot agree To go for an entire week's time, wear a mask outside when the information that I've been listening to from multiple sources across the planet that, you know, like I just, none of this has resonated as accurate or truth to me from day one, from day one, what we were being told through the mainstream media, I knew was not at, at best, not at all the complete story. We weren't being given the complete picture. And at worst, a flat out lie. Now, I don't, I can't, I'm not personally privy to all the information to know where on the spectrum, you know, various parts of our government officials and media officials, where, I, I'm not, I don't have that, I don't have the ability to know for certain But I can go into my heart and I can feel what feels like truth. And like I used to tell my sixth graders, follow the dollars. Look at what has already transpired as reality in our worlds. And I've talked about this in earlier episodes. Our leaders in business, pharmaceutical companies, governments, religious institutions, In big, big, big places, we've been shown already collectively how corrupt leadership has become 
in this, in this, I was going to say in this country, but it's across the globe. There's no, it's a hell of a lot easier for me to believe that there are nefarious aspects of this pandemic than it is to believe that we've been told the truth. And it's not like you're going across and walking around outside and seeing people dying on the streets because this thing is so dangerous and contagious. In fact, it's been proven already to be quite the opposite. It's nowhere near as serious as what they said it would be. Nowhere near. It has proven itself already to be no different than the common cold. And yet, in mass, people are agreeing to, you know, continue to have this version of the world that I don't want to live in. I don't want to live in a masked world. We already live with so many metaphorical masks. Why in the world? Like, I just, I don't want to do it. I don't want to participate. I don't think it's accurate. I don't think it's necessary. And it causes me tremendous distress. It's completely against everything that I personally believe. I'm not trying to make some huge statement. I'm trying to, I'm not trying to make anybody who feels that they are being told the truth. I'm not trying to make anybody feel badly, but I made my personal choice and I pulled myself out of two events. And that was a huge thing for me to do this week. One of those events is one of my favorite I've worked in the past decade. I love this one particular event. I love it. And I miss my event world family. I miss being out there working with a team. I miss it like crazy. But that is not the world that I'm going back to. And it feels so strange to have a whole nother layer, a whole nother category that we can judge one another. You know, we have certain people who are wearing masks have their judgments collectively that they Im- immediately jump to if you're choosing not to wear a mask. And people that aren't wearing masks have their judgment that they jump to immediately towards people who are wearing masks. And it's like, are you serious? We really, do you really think we needed yet another reason to separate one another, to judge one another, to have and throw at one another? And in, in most cases, not with words, but you can feel what you don't say actually weighs more than what you do in a lot of cases. And I'm so grateful that I've structured my life through tremendous sacrifice, tremendous hard work over the past eight years to structure my life to the thing that was most important. I no longer wanted to be at the whim of any employer where I would have to, you know, stake and, and compromise my individual values, my principles for the sake of my job. And because I'm an independent contractor, because I have not had a job like that, where I've been a traditional full-time employee. I haven't been in that sort of work environment for over a decade. And never before have I been so grateful for the fact that I held true to that because I was able to make this call for myself. 
on behalf of my own principles and my own values. I just, it would have been torturous. It's, it is so incredibly uncomfortable for me to put that mask on when I go into the credit union to do my banking and to the, do the banking for the farm for whom I'm the bookkeeper. When I just pop into Publix to fill my water container, I put the mask on because I'm not trying to upset anybody. And it's not that big of a deal. But folks, from day one, I saw the slippery slope. Today, it's requiring us all to wear masks. Next, it's requiring us all to have these vaccines. And if you don't think that there is a lot more going on and that there is seriously dark energy behind the scenes associated with this pandemic and with the supposed solutions to the pandemic, you know, hey, by all means, continue to get your information from wherever you're getting your information and making your decisions as such. But I'm here to say there's a lot more out there. There's a lot more information out there. There are lawyers and doctors and military officials out there providing much more information. And it's very hard to make a decision that is quote unquote right for yourself. If you don't have all the information, you're making an incomplete decision. And I'm just grateful that I can make my own decision. And and it has meant that I have not, I've not gone back to my gym because they require masks. It's, it's, and it's okay. You know, like I'm, again, I'm not going to go in there and try to make a scene. And there are some out there who think that that's the right approach. For me, that's not the right approach. For me, I'm just trying to honor myself and to put myself into positions where I don't have to do this extra work emotionally to be okay with something that just isn't okay. It's not okay that we're being lied to. And that is my personal opinion. It's not okay. I'm not going to go against what my heart is telling me. So that has meant that I have had a very, very, very isolated life for the past six months, like many of us. But this was a big step to pull myself out of two events, which represent significant income for me, which represent, but way more than that. Like I said, I miss my event family. But do you think I want to go there and then have to try to, you know, soothe myself with my seething anger within because of the extent that I'm looking at us in, we're outside and we're agreeing and just kind of going with the flow. Like it just, none of it, it's just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And I very much with that decision may have risked future work. I may have risked friendships. And I don't plan on over-explaining myself to these people if and when I see them down the line, but I'm still sitting with this. I made the decision on Thursday, so it's only been a few days, and already I can feel the way, you know, anytime you stand up for yourself, but most especially if you're in, if, if in doing so, you're in some sort of minority. And 
The past 10 years, this has been a general description of my life. Because for the past 10 years, I've been trying to create a reality for myself, work for myself that only I can see and validate for myself. I haven't yet found that many in the outside world that are willing and able to reflect back to me the version of the world that I see and want to be a part of, or even the version of myself that I see and want to be out in the world. And I'm not settling. I'm just, I'm not settling for anything less than being the best version of me out in the world, working to be a part of co-creating the quote unquote best version of our world. And for me, that's quite simply defined by love, cooperation, abundance, thriving. And it is certainly not continuing to play in the massive game of fear, manipulation, and control. And because I've been doing this for 10 years, because I've been honing my discernment for 10 years between this, yes, ultra oversimplification, but yet it's helped. It's helped with the discernment to generally categorize it This is either a feeling of fear or this is a feeling of love. And I've been doing this in all these nuanced ways within my own life for over a decade. So now when I stay within myself and not look outside of myself for somebody else to tell me what I'm feeling, when I go in and I go to my heart and I feel any particular choice, situation, event, exchange, it's almost become instantaneous where it's now so clear. It's like, that is definitely fear. I don't want anything to do with it if it's fear-based, if I can help it. And, you know, it, it, so this was a big week on the surface, not that big of a decision on the surface. I already took some slack from one of the guys, from the head of the, the one local race. You know, he kind of quite clearly said, so let me get this straight. You're pulling out because you got to wear a mask and you got to take your temperature. And I said back to him, I said, look, man, okay, you know, I'll be, go ahead. Like my, my skin has gotten pretty darn thick in the past eight years. Go ahead. Whatever you want to throw at me, whatever label, whatever judgment, you know, like, okay, yeah, that's what it looks like on the surface. Okay. But that's, there's a lot more going on and what, however you need to look at it and define it for you to accept it. I mean, yeah, yes, it is, it is, it's more than that. It's way more than that, but you know, nobody wants to go deep. Nobody wants to take the time. And everybody is terrified of, you know, how it's going to look. What if I, if I have this opinion and this isn't the popular opinion, how's that going to hurt me down the line? And again, I'm not trying to judge anybody. I'm just trying to say that I making a decision that's an unpopular one, making a decision that, you know, puts me in a small group at least within my own network, it's still a challenge for me. 
Again, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, I have a history of caring a great deal about what other people think. I don't like letting people down. I don't like it. Saying no wasn't even part of my vocabulary until recently. I didn't, I didn't, you know, establishing boundaries, taking care of myself first. All of these things are brand new to me still. And to, you know, it's still a really big deal when I'm able to make such decisions. And this week represented such a decision, you know, and and there were so many other layers going away on these trips means I have to adjust my two jobs that, you know, the two things and two people for whom I'm working right now here in town, it affects those commitments. It affects my animals. It affects like, like traveling for work is not easy. Going out of town for five days affects my in-town life. So it's not, there are a lot of considerations. And, you know, like I shared with the Ironman folks, I'm sorry, but the way that the leadership of that company handled us as contractors, the non-full-timers, the lack of communication, of keeping us apprised of the situation played into my decision. Not a single moment did I feel valued. Not a single, for a single minute did I feel like that company gave one care about me as a human being. Part of what the virus, I think, (laughs) is showing us, each of us, if we take a moment, you know, to slow down and go within, it's to evaluate what's really important, what should have the priorities in our life. And I'm so tired of having that damn dollar be the priority. And in my case, it ain't, it ain't because I'm on this fast track to become some sort of millionaire with lots of belongings. It's been simply surviving. Truly, you know? And I don't say that for, for any other reason other than I now can identify much more so than before this past eight-year journey all the pressure that's on folks who really don't have a choice. I mean, you always have a choice. But the folks that are truly making money and barely making it month to month to put food on their table and to pay their mortgages or pay their rents and care for their families, you know, and and are in no positions of power at their jobs, the people that are on the low end of the totem pole, the compromises that those people have to make, least of which feeling as if they're that much lower in meaning as a human being, as compared to those at the top of those pyramids, it's just not a compromise I'm willing to make anymore. And because I've able to give myself, I've been able to give myself a little bit of a financial cushion in that regular mainstream world with my bills, I'm able to stand up and say, you know what? No, I'm not compromising. I'm not going to settle working for a company that treats me like crap. There are some individuals within the company that don't, of course. But when it comes down to it, if push came to shove, those individuals as full-timers for that company are going to choose their jobs. That's what I've experienced in all sorts of jobs, nonprofit world, for-profit world, men and women There's no, I haven't experienced that loyalty, 
that loyalty first to the humanity, to, to treating us as humans first, not as part of these cogs and these wheels of these systems of commerce and money first. And it's, again, not intending it to be a judgment on anybody personally. I've said before, the human beings aren't the problem, it's the systems. The systems need to collapse and evolve and change. But guess what, humans, it's through us, each individually and collectively, that this change manifests. Human beings have to step up and say, enough is enough. Human beings that have convinced themselves they don't have a choice have to recognize that they do, especially the ones that have circumstances that really literally do give them much more breathing room, whether it's because they've personally got, you know, a ton more resources or they're part of families with a ton of more resources or they've got big friend networks so if they leave one job, they can easily get a job somewhere else. There are people out there that have more opportunities than others. And I personally feel as if there is a greater responsibility. Just like I've said, because I didn't have a family or a career or a mortgage when all of this started for me, these risks that I took, big risks to launch my vision and my company of me, I felt I had a higher responsibility because I didn't have these other circumstances that do play into being able to take such risks. And so it's choice time, folks. What version of the world do you want to live in? Do you want to live in one that is still based in fear? Or do you want to learn what it feels like and what it looks like? To live in a version of love. And Ripple 2020 is a project that meets the world where it is. And has as its primary, one of its primary overall intentions is to guide us to something higher. To something different, truly different and a higher frequency, a higher vibration. But it's meeting the world where the world is at. I'm going to be using the systems and the tools within the systems that exist as of right now to take us higher. And because I've taken this time these past couple of weeks, two, three weeks, to just take pause, to go within myself, to get more connected to the spirit side of myself, to make sure that the ego side is ready to navigate, I have established more confidence to go forward. Because as I've said before, it doesn't matter if this idea flops. It doesn't matter. Because wherever it's taking me, I know where I'm going. I'm going towards the different version of earth. And if it means that nobody from my past up until this present moment, if it means that there's only a few of the humans that I know that kind of 
you know, that I'm still able to interact with in this new version of earth. I don't want that. I don't want, I don't want to leave every, all my friends and family and and people that I knew behind. I don't want that at all, but I'm not staying in the world of fear. And for most of my life, I've had no trouble going into everybody else's world and seeing their world from their eyes and being, you know, whether I've shared this before, whether it was with my friends that had kids and living in the suburbs, you know, things that don't, don't really define my life, but going into their world and being 100% just thrilled with them from their eyes. It's time to come into my world. It's time for folks from my past to come into my world and try to see my world from my eyes. And again, I, I, I mean, it, it, it's okay. And I get it if most don't want to come into that and accept that invitation. It's okay. But I know that I've got to hone in on that world now more than ever. Because there are serious things at stake. This vaccine is not anything like what we've ever seen. And, you know, you can listen to whatever you're going to listen to to make your decisions. But I just encourage folks to the best of everyone's abilities to keep their minds as open as possible Try to take in information that is, you know, doesn't have the same motives that these same institutions of power and control have. The truth is right in front of us. But I've learned through some personal examples that if you're not ready or willing to see it, it can be right there and and you're not going to see it. And in the meantime, I've got another a few days here before I I have to kind of get back on track no later than Thursday with the rolling out of Ripple 2020. And and that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to continue to be inspired by things from afar. You know, Joe Rogan's episodes. I watched the episode with Kanye West last night and I was blown away. Never. I I hardly know any of his music. I know very little about him. What little I knew about Kanye West was not what I would say is positive. And yet I was blown away last night. I identified more with that guy than, than I can even believe. And it took me about 25 minutes to, to really feel like his genius, but holy crap. Like, oh my God. I just, it's, You know, I also watched uh, an episode of Joe Rogan with Matthew McConaughey this week, and I watched an old one from five years ago with Lance Armstrong. I, you know, I've been reading, uh, I just finished a series of books that was very, I think, apropos to our time, the Divergent series, which totally addresses splitting up society into these arbitrary groups, thinking that that's the solution And, you know, feeling these youngsters and their characters as they reveal to themselves and see for themselves, this is not, why can't I be a little bit of all of these groups? You know, and it's, it's, 
watching a television program like NCIS and observing the team and the loyalty that that team has and the family in their work environment and the commitment they have to one another in their completeness as their human beings. Yes, the latter two examples are fictional, but as I always say, there is truth in everything, fiction or nonfiction. And I just, and inspiration is inspiration. If it's something that makes me excited, if it's something that allows me to keep going with my dreams, I don't give one rat's ass if it's labeled as fiction or to whatever degree it's deemed unreal. It's real for me. Reading something, watching something, that's my reality. And if it's leading me towards having more courage and and less self-doubt, then it's, you know, I'm not, there's no room for judging that. That's nothing but positivity. That's nothing but a positive thing for me. And I'll likely record, you know, maybe one or two more times before I get myself, quote unquote, back on track with the whole number episodes and jump into the explanation with words, limited as it will be, of Ripple 2020. And to simultaneously unveil the website, all in preparation for an official November 30th launch. Thanks for listening. Have a good day.